Welcome to North Star Big Book. My name is Carly Israel, and I am your host. My sobriety date is January 27th, 1999, and I created this podcast simply to share the message of the big book. It completely changed my life. It always changes my life, and I hope it can help change yours. Um, will you please introduce yourself? Sure. My, my name's Laura. I'm an alcoholic. Welcome, Laura. And where are you calling in from? I live in the Brittany region of France. Very cool. What time is it where you are right now? 11. I love you. So <laughs> welcome, welcome. I'm Carly, Recovered Alcoholic. Um, you are on North Star Big Book. And I am so grateful. We are going to Tell our listeners what we love about the book. What pages did you want to go over? Well, for me, there's actually the, it's more of a phrase. It's a phrase that happens the first time on page 12 and then gets repeated on page 13 and then referred back to uh, on page 64 as we go into step four and step five. You are going to, you're going to drive the car and I'm going to be a passenger. Yeah. So for me, um, first off, uh, I have, um, what year is it? 2000. (laughs) What's your sobriety date? March 25th, 1987. Wow. You are a rock star mama. Yeah. And you're young. You must've gotten sober when you were like 10? 16. (laughs) I love that. I was 19. So yeah. I have uh, one of my teachers is from 87, class of 87. So while that is amazing. Thank you. Yeah, I got sober in Los Angeles. There were a lot of young people's groups. And so it was pretty easy to get into the middle of AA young in, in Los Angeles. So, so I have to tell you a story about LA. I almost moved there when I was nine months sober. And thank God I didn't because I had very impure motives. I could not, I was not on ADD medication at the time and I could not focus in the meetings because people were so beautiful that I couldn't even listen. <laughs> and then the night before a uh, 7 a.m. meeting at like the, what's it called? The cabin? Is it like a favorite right. place? Yeah. So I went to the Chateau Mormont outside and I saw Leonardo DiCaprio, not sober. I'm not saying anyone's sobriety, but he was like the love of my life. And this is in 1999. And I saw him and I ran across the street like a crazy person. And I followed him to his hotel and I knocked on the door where he went in. And I'm like, what am I going to do? Am I going to go in there and like sleep with him? Like, what am I? I'm sober. I can't even blame this on anything. And so I left and I went home and I slept on someone's floor and I went to the cabin and they had me read a vision for you for the first time, the last two paragraphs. And I was like catapulted into the fourth. I was like, this is where it's at. Forget Leo. Like this is where it's at. So I just, I thought you would appreciate that. Absolutely. There was a a meeting I went to regularly. It's Sunday mornings on Venice beach. You sit in the sand and talk about beautiful people. There's a, there's a suntan lotion commitment, a sunblock (laughs) commitment. There's someone there. That's the first time I've ever heard of that. The, there's a commitment where you walk around the circle during the meeting to give people like sunblock. That's because awesome. everybody, 
like just in their bikinis on the beach at an AA meeting on Sunday morning. Oh my goodness. What am I doing in Cleveland, Ohio? <laughs> right? <laughs> so you're in LA. That's where you get sober. That's where I got sober. And I moved around a lot in my sobriety. Just life is an adventure. It is an and, adventure. Right. And, uh, and so now I'm, I'm living in France. But what I, the, the passages that I picked out of the big book are um, pretty early on. I had sponsors really much. The steps are in the book. And this is where the answers are. This, uh, I know this is a podcast and the readers can't see. But, but I this, can. This is my third edition. Book. Third edition, but yeah. look, it's like there's no cover, <laughs> and you can see yeah. like how Me it's too. it's yeah. very loved. <laughs> and yeah. I got a large print one because I'm blind and I need more space. I love it. Yeah, that means you love the book because you know that the secrets are in there. Absolutely. So when so wherever you, you move, do you just find sponsees to take through the book? Yep. How long have yeah. you been in France? Four years. And I've had two failed sponsees. You know, they ask, they show up a few times and then they don't. And I will you know, redirect your perspective. They were not failed because you stayed sober. It, absolutely. And um, so... Uh, you know, and I, I keep going to meetings and I, I keep doing the thing and, you know, it's been great. I've been able to go to meetings with my best friends in the United States over Zoom. I know. So that's been kind of cool. This is and, actually a blessing. Right. And in England and Australia and, of course, in France also and all of that. But it's been. Will great. you tell your big book loving friends all over the world to do this? Because how awesome is it to have everyone everywhere? Right. Cool. I love it. I'm, I'm so excited. So, okay. So you were told from the beginning by smart sponsorship that the steps are in the book. So tell, show us the paragraph where we're starting on on page 12. So if you look in, in Bill's story, page 12, it says, this is, it's three words that, uh, four words that start off my, my love. Uh, it's the very top of page 12. He says, his roots grasped a new soil. And then right on page 13, <clears throat> when he gets to step uh, seven, uh, to have my newfound friend take them away root and branch. And for me, this is, this for me is the whole idea of the steps. What I'm trying to do is not, trim the hedges. I'm not trying to mow the grass. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm not just making the bush prettier because it I'm won't not, get, it won't get it done. It's, it's the same. I'm, I'm dealing with the same shit yeah. basically is what it is. And I really need to just dig up from the roots. And, uh, for me, when I explain this with, with some people or with sponsees or with people not in the program and, you know, because, we're in program, we're so wise and all knowing people come to us, right? And um, I say, you know, you, it, this is about, imagine if you have pneumonia or nowadays you can say, imagine if you have COVID mm -hmm. and you take cough syrup, right? Like, okay, you're getting rid of this, this symptom, but you still have pneumonia and you really need to, to get better. You have to deal with the actual pneumonia and not just 
take some cough syrup. Yes. And not just deal with this symptom that's around. And so I, I got it really early on that my drinking, my drug use, my shopping, my sex, all of my food, all of that, those are symptoms of my rotten roots. The, right. What is underneath it all? What is the reason underneath it? It's never, and I'm so glad you brought that up because alcohol and drugs were never my problem. They were my solution, right? Right. right. What's underneath it all, which is why today my solution is the 10 step and the 11 step. So I find out what's underneath this anger that I'm feeling or this fear I'm feeling. And I, I've never seen, this is why I love doing this. I've never seen that metaphor that they keep using about an analogy of roots. And then you're talking about right before that, a different footing. And it's like really bringing us down to like that connection of all of it. And, you know, I was a landscaper when I first got sober because I couldn't do any, I was told to paint walls and pull weeds. Like that was like all I could do. And when you weed, if you don't, especially those ugly prickly ones that you need gloves, if you don't actually twist the bottom and then pull gently enough just to actually get the root, those guys come up in like a day. Right, right. So I can't just cut it down. I have to go deep, which is why we do the inventory. Right, exactly. just saying and you're an alcoholic's not enough. Right, and later on, when we get into uh, chapter five, how it works on page 64, the end of the first paragraph, it says our liquor was but a symptom. So we had to get down to causes and conditions. And in my book, big book written right next to that, I write root and branch, right? Again, it's I really going right back to page 12, page 13, where, you know, and then in step five, it says, not that we shared with someone all the shit we did, but that we did this to find the exact nature of our wrongs. And again, here we are at the root is where the nature comes from. The root is the cause and, and, and we really have to- What's underneath it, right? What, right, right. right? Because here's the thing, whether I'm resentful of my fourth step at Jane because she did this to me and it affects this and I behave like this. It doesn't matter about Jane or what they did. It's what is underneath, what does it trigger within me that makes me do this. And I need to find that out. Otherwise, every time someone does that, I'm gonna behave that way. Right, and I can say one of my character defects is I'm a liar, right? Okay, so maybe I can stop lying, but why do I lie? What is oh, it? Oh, I what, love that question. You know, like what is missing? Is it shame? Is it fear? Is it wanting to, you know, people please? Like, why am I lying? Not just, okay, bad girl, you lied. Stop bad, lying. Right. Like, stop lying. But like, why? Why right. am I like? Why am I stealing? Sometimes stealing is because I'm hungry and I have no money. But but other times it, it really is something underneath. There's, you know, we talked about the God-sized hole that we need to mm. fill and, and just yes. really looking at, at the conditions. And for me, that's why, like this this whole just concept of digging deep. Um, that's why I, I love the fourth step and the way I, I was taken through the fourth step and the way I, I take my sponsees through the fourth step is we do, I, I will say to you, okay, 
You have column one and column two. That's all I want you to do. I want you to be complete. I want you to take some time. I want you to be pissed off. Mm -hmm. Go be self-righteously angry. Mm -hmm. You know, go just deep. All the, the reasons why people have wronged you, all the institution. I, you know, so I've got a bunch of time sober. I still put winter on my four step. I'm, I'm like resentful that it gets cold. You know, like. I had the rock and roll hall of fame on my first four step because I went there with my parents the, the opening night and I was mad that they showed in the basement in Cleveland, they showed um, my favorite era, like where I was named after like, all the hippies and they had them in the like beautiful, like the, the mannequin and like their beautiful outfits and they didn't show them overdosed and dead. And I was resentful that they painted a picture of what I wanted to be like, but they didn't show the truth. Right, right. So, so our resentments come from everywhere. Yes. Right. And so, so I say, spend time with that. Really spend time. Be angry. Get that out. Let, let it be there. Let, you know, let it be there. And then when we move into columns three and four, I usually have my sponsees give a few a try with me present. Like, let's see if, if you can do this digging on your own, right? Because if they can't, if they really just, and, and it's not um, a judgment call, it's just some people are get stuck more in the anger and can't look under the rock. But if they're doing a pretty good job lifting up the rock and, and seeing those roots and finding out why they're actually resentful at Jane because of, you know, their own little piece of it. it. You know, if they can do that with a little bit of my guidance, then I'll send them off. Okay, do this. And if they're having difficulty, then we do columns three and four together to really be able to find the shame, find the the fear, find, find the- I'm so glad you brought that up because it doesn't matter. Like, who cares if you do it with your sponsor or not? Like, it doesn't say in our book, you cannot do that or you can do that. It just says, do it. Right. And if somebody needs you to guide them and you're capable of doing it, go for it. Right. Like, I, I love I, that. And I've had sponsees. I had one sponsee once who found that she was just not writing her four step. She just wasn't doing it. And so we made coffee dates and, uh, you know, like at my house, at her house, she would come over. I would do nothing, but with me there, she wrote. You she know? needed you. She needed your the Just, accountability. Yeah, and uh, we, there's no wrong as long right. as you're, Thank you, know, you. You're like putting it on paper and figuring out how to do it. It's forward motion, and you know, literally now that you brought that up, you know, like when someone points out to you the FedEx symbol on the truck and how there's the arrow, and then arrow. you can never not see it. Now, every single page, I'm like, oh, it says that fear was the root. It was shot our whole, it says fear is bracketed alongside, you know, it says touches every aspect. It was an evil encroding thread, right? Which is going through our right. existence was shot through with it. And then the page of 464, when you were talking about the page right before that, about selfishness and self-centeredness that we think is the root of our troubles. Right. Everything comes from there. And, and I was so upset when they said that all of my stuff is actually fear that driven by a hundred forms of fear, self-delusion. That's all from fear. Right. Right. It, it's 
fear. And and I and I really appreciated in in the beginning of my process, fear being broken down into two things: either fear of losing what I have or fear of not getting what I want. And almost all my fears, except spiders, sort of fall into those. <laughs> those two things, right? Yes. yes. Like my, my fears that actually affect how I, how I am in the world. How Just I, so how you I know, play. I'm terrified of spiders and this is me every single day. I go into my bathroom, I turn on the light before I look in the shower and I go, are you going to be in there right now? And I like, I prepare myself. I'm working really hard. I've already screwed up my three children who are all terrified of spiders because of me. And I, I am aware of this. And I realize that they're smaller than us, but it's still whatever. Um, but you're right. Besides spiders for me, it's only, for me, it's not even, I, it, when I was newer, it was about the, lose, it was the past stuff. Now it's just about not getting something. Like I'm not even that afraid of losing something except for like humans, because right. I've been sober long enough to realize that when something is taken away, minus a human, that it's usually actually a blessing. Uh, the, the theme of this week with all of the people in my life has been rejection equals protection. Like Ooh. somehow the things that where I've been rejected or things that haven't panned out the way I thought that or you planned is somehow I am universe God. I am being protected from something that is bigger that I can't see. Do you know what um, I make my sponsees do when a relationship doesn't work out the way that they want it to? while they're like crying, I tell them to get on their knees and say thank you to the universe for taking that person away because that's a big gift because the universe would not take someone away if they weren't like in a relationship, if they weren't supposed to be taken away. Right. right. And they're like, I one, hate you. <laughs> <laughs> one thing that I also, that also helps me with that. And this is again, you know, going deep with the steps is really about, you know, the details, the finite, the going really deep. But sometimes with the fear and with that, I get I get lost. Well, my plans, my ideas, I'm super smart and creative. I have great ideas, you know, la, la, la. And uh, this was something that was shared with me that I use all the time. If I imagine the side of a building and my whole life is painted on the side of the building, at any given moment, I am standing with my nose touching the building and can only see this. I cannot see the whole rest of the like building. Like the forest. Like I didn't know I was in a forest. I just thought it was pitch black. And then the longer I stay here and the more work I do, I step away and I go, oh, that's a tree. And then I keep right. walking and walking and walking. And I'm like, oh, this is a forest. Right. You can't see it when you're right in the middle of it. But when your face is pressed inside the tree. I <laughs> love that. Yeah. I love that. So, and you know, and, and for me, when with the fear of losing something or not getting something or the rejection protection, I remember, okay, I, I can only see this moment. I don't know how this connects with all the other moments that are yet to come or that have already happened, but I don't realize connect. I always say that God's like a semi. And that God's like a semi and you're driving and there's a semi in front of you and you can't see anything. You're like, why are we going so slow? And you're, why are we, we're, I'm going to be late and you're freaking out and you're stressed and you finally get to whatever was slow and there's body bags on the ground and fire trucks and ambulances. And you're like, okay, 
Okay, slow's I, better than dead. I'll take slow. <laughs> I will take slow. I can't see. I can't right. see, but God can. And for right. me, what's so interesting that you tie this together about the root and about deep down, underneath it all, for me, is the fear. And then the solution is God. And on the front of my big book, I don't know if you can see it, is Dory from Finding yeah. Nemo. Just keep swimming. Be- yes. Not only just keep swimming, but I forget like she does all day long that God's got my back. Right, right. I'll be like swimming around being, oh my God, what are we going to do? And they're like, Carly, God's got you. And I'm like, oh yeah, God's got me. And then all, that's why I do 10 steps. Otherwise I forget. Right, right. I do, uh, my practice lately has been um, daily gratitude list. You know, uh, I am very fortunate. Right now I live alone. I love my jobs. I'm a dance teacher. So I don't really have like bosses. I show up. I walk like an elephant, we stretch, I, you know, I dance around all, like, I live in a country that provides health care and I'm pay, so jealous. I know. And pay when no one's working. I, still I hate where we live. You're so yeah. lucky. Yeah. So, so like right now I'm in this place where there's not a, like my character defects are not raising up because I'm like, I don't have a whole lot of mess going on. Well, you also have perspective and you can see that because you could easily be in that exact same position and, and look, find all the things you don't oh, like. Why am I living alone? Why don't I have this? Like, so you could see them all in a different way. Right. And that's, you know, and again, that's the step work. How many, I, I don't even know how many times I've worked the steps. I, I just, who knows how many times because it's a constant, you know, that's It will never where, be done. It will that's never where be done. The solution is. That's where, yeah. that's how I, you know, it's, and it often helps. Sometimes I don't know what my root is. Like sometimes, mm-hmm. like, why, why am I being an asshole? Like, yes. like, like that will come out of nowhere. And I'm like, what's going on with this here? What, what can I, where's the solution? The solution's in the book. The solution is let me take a few steps back and, and follow this path of being powerless in this situation of, oh yeah, let's ask God for help. Oh yeah, I'm gonna turn this over. Oh yeah, and and now I'm gonna do a little bit of digging and gardening and find the problem. You know, sometimes- What I, I love get... so much about what you're saying is it literally, it encapsulates every single step because it starts off with that problem of the root and what's wrong and then it comes into three, two and three and trusting and then four and five and digging and six and seven and being ready for whatever comes up for you to take it. And then eight and nine, I'm willing to let it go. And then 10, I keep looking, what is this? What is this about? And I'm going to start doing this, Laura, as a question when I get upset is what is underneath this? Yeah. Like, and then 11 is a just about being with the discomfort. Like what people don't understand when they first get sober is that you're going to be uncomfortable a lot, a lot. (laughs) And this isn't about like getting better and never being uncomfortable and being happy all the time. It's about being uncomfortable and being okay in the discomfort. Right. Right. And letting it pass, choosing a different action. And sometimes it takes some practice with a different action for the feelings to change. You know, and also I always tell a story. I had a, 
lots of sponsees with, um, you know, always like, why did I do that again? Whatever mm. that was. Why did I date that same guy right. again? Like different names, same guy, yeah. whatever. And, um, and uh, you know, it, it's, a, it's a little story, you know, you're walking through the forest and, or, you know, you're walking down the street and there's a hole in it and you fall in the hole. And then you figure out how to get out of the hole. And the next day you walk down the same street, you fall in the same hole. And after you fall in that hole enough times, you start to recognize, oh, this is the street with the hole and you still fall in it, right? And you do that a couple of times. And then you're like, this is the street with the hole and you approach and you walk around the hole. You do that a few times. And then eventually you're like, that's the street with the hole. I'm going to take a different street, right? But it's really, it's that process. Like very rarely, even now in my sobriety, very rarely am I like, oh, I fell in a hole. I should take a different street next time. Like sometimes it's three or four days and not six weeks of the same hole. Mm -hmm. But, you know, like the, the consciousness, the awareness, the, the, the digging, the, the finding those. And you know what else is also the respect for our path of, yeah. Okay, Laura, you fell in a hole again. So get out. Like, you don't have like, Yes, you fell in a hole. Do you want to also now be upset that you fell in a hole? Or do you want to just go, okay, like dust yourself off and keep going? Like if it was, if I was sponsoring someone and they were complaining about it, I would be, I will be empathetic and kind and patient. But when it's me, I'm like, why are you doing this again? Instead of, okay, Carly, you fell in a hole, like, get out. Right. So it's, it's also about that kindness and patience. My sponsor and I get really upset with ourselves when we're sick which is stupid. Um, it sounds so dumb when you actually say it out loud. We get upset with ourselves when we're physically sick and we can't how, do things. How dare you? I can't believe body that you're sick and now I can't do the things I want to do. And not only am I physically sick and I'm feeling mentally guilty, guilty. Now I'm mad at myself that I'm sick. Like, hello, that's ridiculous. <laughs> yeah. So I'm going to say to Sarah, when we get sick, that's the street with the hole. Like, we can't avoid that that street has holes, but we can be up, you know, walk around them. And for us, the hole isn't being sick. It's being mad that we're sick. Exactly. Exactly. How, our reaction to this. Yes. Situation. I love it. I have to ask you, are you in any big book meetings or groups or online that we can join you, even though you're in France and we're here? Not right now. Um, uh, You'll have my- to message us. And tell us when you find our group is at seven, but it's too late for you because it's like one. Yeah, most of like the meetings that I've been to with my you know, with my best friends in no in New York, West Coast is even later. Worse, right? Duh. Yeah. Um, but I during when not so much right now, but when France was locked down mm-hmm. in March, April, May, we the whole country shut down. And nobody was, I left the house once a week for groceries for months. Um, and then it was really easy to go to a 1 a.m. or 2 a.m. Right, because you had nothing you had to do. Exactly. There was nothing to do. And now it gets a little, a little more challenging, but I try here and there. Um, and plus, our meetings are open. So I get to go to my home group on Friday night. Oh, that's nice. A, another group that meets on Tuesdays and Thursdays. And it's, I work evenings, so I can only, and this is another reason you're just going to hate me. You might <laughs> want to edit this part out, but because I work with children, 
um, I get all of the school vacations off. I so, don't hate you. I'm happy for you. That's so, so awesome. Every six weeks, I get a two-week vacation. And I'm salaried, so I get paid throughout the year. I get four months of paid vacation. Do year. you want a nice, sober woman and her three boys to come and stay with you guys? Because and a dog and now two kitties that are coming on Sunday. <laughs> right, exactly. Of course you're welcome. Thank um, you. But so so for me, I'm I'm also living, this is a very big difference. I'm living in what is essentially the country. It's not... Hickville, like there's a movie theater, there's groceries, there's a small town and, you know, there's theater and, and it's, it's, but compared to Los Angeles, <laughs> um, there are cows and horses and sheep that I see every day. So I'm in the country. And so where I live, there are four meetings a week within a 50 kilometer radius. Wow. And they're all at times that I work. So I don't get to go very often. Uh, Friday nights I can go because my job finishes at 8 and the meeting starts at 8.30. So I, that's my home group. But like on Tuesdays and Thursdays, I get to go during vacation, which is a lot more frequent here than <laughs> there. So, so we're, I'm, I work tomorrow, but then, we have, uh, then I have two weeks vacation and I'm looking forward. To going back to my meetings because we're open here and so we get to actually like see people well like, you you are awesome I am never gonna look at the book again without finding the arrow in the FedEx and the root and everything I'm probably gonna start sending you messages whenever I'm on a page and I'm like oh Laura there it is again yes that is why I love doing this because I've always known that the truth is in the book for me but I love seeing it through other people's eyes yeah, no, it's um, when I first moved to San Diego, we did a, we had a meeting that was a big book discussion. It was very informal. We all sat around and we just started where we had left off and reading. And the moment somebody had something to say about a sentence or a word, we just all jumped in and it was just so rich. Other people's, you know, passages that for me before were like, eh. right. You know, Someone was on fire about I'm it. I'm still waiting to find a person that's on fire about the atoms and steel girders. And uh, I can't wait because whenever I read that, I'm like, oh, please, I need a sponsor, like a scientist that's like, oh, this makes so much sense to me. It hasn't happened yet. Well, let me know when it happens. I will. You too. Well, right. one of us will let each other know. We'll keep an eye out. Thank you so much for coming on. This was so awesome. Oh, it's my pleasure. I love You're going to be a lifelong it. friend. I love yes. silver women that are in the book. It's very exciting. Yes, for me too. Thank you. Yes. Have an awesome night. Thank you. You too. Thanks. Bye. For any listeners who would like to get deeper insight into my story, I just released my memoir, Seconds and Inches. It was a dream of mine for decades to write my memoir. And while I do not believe in mixing money in AA, I just wanted to share with the world that I did this accomplishment and it can be found wherever you normally purchase books, paperback, audio, or digital. I wish you an awesome day. Thank you.